Welcome to Let's Talk Weddings. We are your Scottish wedding. Your go-to wedding planning magazine, both in print and online. From inspiration to realisation, plan your perfect wedding with us. This is the podcast to learn about the Scottish wedding industry. Find out about the good, the bad and the magical that the Scottish wedding industry has to offer. From suppliers to real life weddings, our own take on everything weddings. We promise you'll have a fantastic time listening. Welcome to Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. Let's plan your perfect wedding. So something I learned this year, um, which I wasn't aware of, is that Scotland is actually one of the easiest places to get married for people who are eloping or traveling from the US or Australia that require visas to actually legally get married in in the UK or Europe. Scotland is the easiest place to do that. The process is the easiest one in terms of, you know, applying for your visa, applying for your marriage schedule, um, which is great because hopefully that means that more and more people will consider Scotland for their wedding. Welcome to Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding and today we've got Pauline from Citation with us and Pauline I'm so excited to hear about Citation, about you and just generally how things are going in the world of hospitality and weddings. So why don't we start with you doing a nice lovely introduction about yourself and Citation. So firstly, thank you so much for having me on. It's really exciting. I'm a massive lover of podcasts generally. (laughs) Um, So I'm so absolutely excited to be on the Your Scottish Wedding podcast. Um, You guys are doing a fantastic job. So thank thank you you so much for having me on. Um, (laughs) So my name is Pauline um, and I am the wedding manager at Citation in Merchant City in Glasgow. Um, I recently moved here in November 22. Um, 2022 was just a crazy year for the wedding <laughs> industry. Um, I think we were all absolutely worked to the bone. Um, and before moving to Citation, I was at Oran Moor in the West End of Glasgow. So I was there as their wedding manager for six years. Um, so I suppose my expertise in the wedding industry is with city venues. Um, both venues that I've worked in are, you know, old buildings, um, which come with a lot of positive things, like exposed brick, nice high ceilings, um, but they also come with a lot of challenges as well, um, operationally for a wedding day. So, um, but yeah, I absolutely love my job. It's an industry that I have loved every second I've been part of, and I can't imagine doing anything else. And what drew you to doing weddings in the first place? Okay, so I suppose my inspiration came from a young age loving um, the Jennifer Lopez film, The Wedding Planner. Um, Not only did she look really glamorous in her nice blazers and blazer suits, um, she had her walkie-talkie and her headphones. I just always thought it looked like (laughs) such a fun and enjoyable job. Um, But it's nothing like that. We don't have walkie-talkies. We don't have headsets. It's not glamorous. <laughs> it's a lot of running about early on a Saturday morning. Um, and yeah, but 
it's I suppose that's where the inspiration came from um, I think as well my parents have been married for 35 years and my mum is just a huge fan of our wedding video um, so as a child mm-hmm. I got forced to watch it every couple of months <laughs> um, spot, the ad- <laughs> spot the aunties and uncles and cousins that were flower girls so I suppose it's always kind of you know been in um, my upbringing um, generally how much my mum loved their wedding day so but I think for me like my key skill set on leaving school I didn't know what I wanted to do I thought I wanted to be a teacher um, now that I've got friends that are teachers that that life definitely is not for me um, but I knew that I was an organized person I knew that I was a people person and I knew that I enjoyed the kind of challenge of the hustle and bustle um, so I went on to do events management um, and yeah I just kind of fell fell into the wedding world um, I worked for a boxing promoter for a short period of time so <laughs> bit, wow. bit, of a, bit of a contrast <laughs> um, I always say that brides are easier to work with than boxers um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's been seven years now and I have just never looked back um, it's a fantastic job very very rewarding Fabulous. So tell us a bit about Citation and the history of Citation. So Citation um, is, the building itself is 178 years old. So it dates back to 1844. I know. Um, Originally, it was the Sheriff Court in Glasgow. Um, and that was designed by Clark and Bell. Um, and Clark and Bell were, you know, their, their aim for the building was that it looked really symmetrical. Um, and that's something that I only kind of discovered um, not long ago. But I think that really, it really kind of enlightens me because we are now known for the symmetrical pillars at the front of the building mm. that are lit with fairy lights. That is our iconic, you know, picture. When people think of citation, that's what they think of. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Um, the the building now has a lot of its old um, infrastructure. We've still got the rustic walls that you'll be able to see behind me. So these are all original. You can yeah. actually see um, stairs going up the wall, um, which were original stairs from the building when it was the Sheriff Court. Um, but in wow. 18... 18- 1986 sorry the building was left vacant and it began to deteriorate so it was kind of um left left derelict for a good few years until 2005 when um, SMC Par Architects um were brought in to do a restoration of the building and converted Mm -hmm. it into Park Theatre there's luxury apartments and Citation Bar and Restaurant was was born at that point as well um so wow Pre-pandemic, Citation was known for being a popular bar and restaurant. Um, I find that so many people still don't know that we are an exclusive wedding event space. Um, and mm-hmm. people have been in for drinks before, they've been in for birthday dinners. But after the after the kind of lockdown happened, the company made the decision to invest a good bit of money in the space, um, get it all tarted up. And we opened in July 2021, where they hosted their first wedding. And wow. yeah, it's it's been a great decision for the company. Um, we do uh, on the books this year. We have around sixty to seventy weddings, um, and there's about another fifty percent um, on the books for corporate and private functions as well. So it was definitely the right decision for for the company to to make that change. That's fantastic and so nice to hear that it's growing when so many other business unfortunately didn't survive 
the pandemic to see you guys actually thriving and becoming even better afterwards I think that's the thing you know it's it must be such a risk for a company to go right okay we're not making any money right now um but let's spend money on the space Mm. um but it, it definitely it definitely worked out really well and anytime we have couples come through the door for a show round for a wedding they're really impressed at what they see and you know go oh yeah I remember this from the bar but actually it looks so much nicer now so um yeah it's, <laughs> it's a great space and the great thing about it is that booking it for your wedding it's it's exclusive so it's literally yours from eight o'clock in the morning until one o'clock that night Wow, that is so cool. Now, speaking about uh, iconic things about it, um, you've got some news about balconies and flowers, I believe. Yes. So um, obviously we have now been operating for nearly two years um, and over time things just start to kind of you know, need a bit of work and a bit of maintenance. Um, the venue regularly gets a paint job. We do one before Christmas and then in January after the kind of Christmas um, rush. Um, and, you know, the, the venue really takes pride in keeping a high standard of things. Um, something that kind of started to get noticed was that we have these um, beautiful artificial flowers that kind of hang off the side of the balcony. So if you're on Wilson Street and you're looking up at the pillars, you'll notice that in between each pillar, there's a nice kind of full foliage flower that hangs off the building. There's also some internally in the balcony as well. But over time, they've just started to kind of change colour. Um, the mm-hmm. balcony gets so much sunlight on a nice sunny day in Glasgow, which I understand is rare. Um, however, we do, <laughs> we do occasionally get a couple of weeks of nice weather when we're lucky. Um, so the colours just faded on the flowers and they're just dusty and kind of starting to... Um, um, deteriorate so we made this decision this year that we were going to invest some money in the balcony the ba- balcony is such a huge selling point for couples Um, you know wedding season is still generally april to kind of october and we can have a sunny day within any of those months in scotland um <laughs> so it generally is a huge selling point for the space so it's important for us to maintain that and have it looking tip top for the couples um, if they do get a gorgeous sunny day so uh, the work actually happens tomorrow which is really exciting wow um, we have the the workers coming in at 6 a.m on a cherry picker <laughs> because it's very mm-hmm. high up um, <laughs> and the idea is that it's just getting replaced we've invested money into nice green green foliage to hang off the building and um, it will still be artificial but it's uv resistant as well so the hope is that it doesn't change color within a few weeks of, of sunny weather um, and hopefully it'll last yeah. us a bit longer than the two years as well so that's really exciting and how nice to have that refresh as well and the chance to refresh depending on what's popular or what florals might look better and changes in what's available as well. Absolutely. I mean, when we were looking into what to do with it, so obviously when you go, right, we need to replace it. The conversation is, well, do we change the look completely or do we stick with something similar? We decided to go with full greenery because, you know, I'm finding that more and more couples, you know, are just going for, you know, greenery in terms of bouquets, buttonholes, their, you know, candelabras, they're just getting nice foliage wrapped around those. So it's really inoffensive. Um, It doesn't clash with Mm. anyone's colour schemes. And I think it really ties in with the rustic feel of the building generally. So if the building had a personality, what do you think it would be? Okay, 
so that's a difficult question, isn't it? Um, I would <laughs> say that um, Citation ha- is definitely a refined person, um, elegant, but old fashioned. So old fashioned mm-hmm. in terms of has old fashioned values, morals, but also a really modern outlook on life. Um, I'm probably <laughs> digging into this much further than you were expecting. Um, no, but, I'm loving this. <laughs> but I'd say Citation also has a fun side. So loves a good mm-hmm. party, loves a cocktail. Um, we've got a lovely cocktail menu, <laughs> which a lot of wedding venues don't have, which is great. Um, our late license as well. So a bit of a party animal, likes to stay out after midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose a city, a city girl, um, you know, a city venue is is so different from um, a gorgeous barn in the middle of nowhere. There's a certain kind of personality mm. that comes with that, I would say. Um, so yeah, does that? I I can't imagine what that person looks like in my head now, but <laughs> <laughs> you've explained it beautifully. Okay, <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> So tell us a bit about the types of weddings that have come through the door in the last couple of years. So the types of weddings. So I would say that, you know, people that are looking for a city venue are definitely a certain type of clientele. Um, So a city venue attracts a certain type of personality um, because there's certain elements of a city venue that some couples would absolutely hate so for example um over the weekend there we had the photographer take the bride and groom outside and they're on ingram street they're on wilson street um and it's busy it's a saturday afternoon there's people sitting out in the beer gardens it's busy it's vibrant people are clapping and cheering for the bride and groom uh, and the bride and groom are getting pictures surrounded by people they're living their best kardashian lives essentially um <laughs> and that's not everyone's cup of tea you know so there'd be some brides mm. and grooms that would just be like oh gosh no that's horrific um they don't want to be yeah. center of attention <laughs> and they don't want to be out in public and um, getting clapped and cheered so I definitely see there's a certain person who wants the city aspect um your photography is going to be different you know there's not going to be a lot of greenery we don't have a lot of green round us at citation um but there's gorgeous murals for example that you'll find mm. photographers will take you to royal exchange square is just a stone's throw away as well you've got the duke of wellington and um, you know all these gorgeous kind of backdrops for photography that as long as you're willing to trust in your photographer um to create those nice backdrops and take you to the right locations then um it the, the pictures end up to be absolutely stunning and completely unique I would say as well yeah um one of my friends got married in a city venue um in 2017 and her pictures are great they're absolutely fantastic and they just casually went a walk with their photographer down some busy streets and you know there's traffic passing <laughs> them in the background and they're almost doing that kind of Beatles walk across the road you know in her big dress and Very it's, it's yeah. unique it's fun it's fun um so yeah but that that attracts a certain kind of clientele um to that that kind of atmosphere and there's a lot of um benefits to city weddings as well in terms of your budget so you know of you course, don't necessarily yeah. have to put on buses for people so if you're going to a location mm. that's you know an hour's drive from where you stay or you know a, a location then a lot of time you feel like you have to bus people there and bus people back um mm. 
you know, being in the heart of Glasgow gives people so many options in terms of trains, taxis, um, parking and overnight stays as well. We work with so many hotels that give us really good discounts, which means our couples can offer those out to their friends and family and say, you know, you're welcome mm. to come. There's a hotel just across the road. Um, so again, it changes the dynamic of what your day is like for guests, which again suits yeah. a certain couple, but might not suit another couple so you know you're saving money in terms of that and um, we also have a late license as well which is really nice so um your your wedding can go on to one o'clock in the morning which again is another great selling point for a city location um because i think if it was to end at half 11 or bang on midnight you'd be walking down the street and going oh everyone else is still open and you know <laughs> there's a party happening over there and, and our wedding's finished so that that's fantastic um so yeah does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gives a lot of diversity to be able to have a city wedding, especially if you know how to get to any of the local parks, like you were saying, or nice busy streets, murals. There's a lot of diversity in a city wedding. Absolutely. Um, and being I'm... central to that. Yeah. And accommodation yeah. is so expensive at times that you could have people book in to where they feel most comfortable, which is fantastic. Exactly. We have, you know, discounted rates with gorgeous hotels, you know, luxury hotels in Glasgow where the bride and groom might want to stay for their special night. Mm. But it might not be that their Auntie Jean and their Uncle Tom wants to stay there. They want a budget hotel, you yeah. know, and that's fine because, you know, we have all of these options on our doorstep, which is great. Um, sorry, just when we were speaking there, another couple um, from a couple of weeks ago, made the decision to actually book a taxi um, to take them to the Botanic Gardens in the West End straight after the ceremony. Um, so, I mean, you, you can go to places like that. You just have to make those plans with your photographer, arrange the transport, and then with your planner, sit down and go, right, we might need a little bit more time during our drinks reception because we're actually planning on going away and coming back. So that's the thing, your local... Um, you're local to a lot of places or a 10 minute drive away from some gorgeous spots for photography. So Pauline, one thing I really wanted to understand more about is your package deals, because I understand you've got some really good ones available to couples. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the decision was made when Citation first opened in 2021 that the focus would be on giving couples a lot of assistance in terms of their planning. So um, the all-inclusive package was created. So the all-inclusive package um, is available to book all, all, all week, sorry, seven days a week. Um, but equally, you can book it Friday, Saturday for a more expensive rate, but it's available Sunday to Thursday on, on a cheaper rate as well. So it, it gives people mm. the flexibility. It includes your standard three-course meal, um, canapes, evening buffet, and your kind of standard drinks package, including drink reception, wine with dinner, and glass of fizz for toast. Um, linen, crockery, glassware, things like that, everything, all the essentials that you need to kind of serve food to your guests on the day, as well as um, all the fairy lights, candelabras, and some aisle decor. So we have nice um, large lanterns that go down the aisle. On top of that, so that, that's kind of probably pretty standard for most venues. On top of mm. that, the all-inclusive package provides you with your DJ for the evening. So if wow, it's some, very good. quite often I find couples really struggle to decide what they're going to do in terms of entertainment. Whereas if they book two years in advance 
at their venue at Citation, the DJ's already in there for them. So we look after that. Yeah. Um, same with the cake. So we work with Special Days Cakes in Addingston. Um, and you have a three-tiered cake included in your package already. And the planning for your different sponges and flavours happens much closer to the time. But we take care of booking that in for you already. We also include a top table arrangement. So we get in contact with the florist that we work with to book that in. And again, closer to the time, you just confirm what kind of flowers you want and if you want to add anything onto that. And the one thing that I think is the biggest selling point of the all-inclusive package for me personally is the wedding stationery. So we, as a venue for your all-inclusive package at Citation, we do your place cards, we do your menus, um, we do table names or numbers, depending on what you're going for, a welcome sign and a table plan. Those are things that I feel that people don't ever think about when they start their planning. Mm. Um, it's something that closer to the time you'll think, oh, we better think about place cards and menus and yeah. table plans. <laughs> and actually, it, they can cost a lot of money. Um, so we have a couple of different stationary options available so we always kind of try our best to accommodate different couples and their different styles for the wedding day but we do it all for you you don't have to drop anything off you just submit your table plan to us everybody's menus and you turn up on the day and it's all there, all there and done for you so I think that has got to be the best selling point of the all-inclusive package um, I'd say that's the most popular package that we have at Citation and I think that's because it just ticks so many boxes for people yeah we you also really can take things off of their minds absolutely and yeah. you know they're they're all adaptable. very magical they're all adaptable as well so quite often I'll find that couples will come in and say yeah we want to book the all-inclusive package but we have an aunt who wants to make our wedding cake because she's a baker and that's absolutely fine so we would just deduct the value of the cake off of the package for them but they can still get everything else that's included so yeah. it's important that, that couples understand that that you know we can help you with x y and z but if you want to do those things on your own that's also absolutely fine. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have an evening reception package, which I find since the pandemic has been more and more popular. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of couples, even couples that are booked for this year, actually got married in either 2020 or 21 during the pandemic. Um, they got married with some of them only one witness and a photographer. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that we went through that and that that was a restriction. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just right? uh, it feels like it feels like a million years ago now. Um, some people had ten people at their wedding, others had twenty or fifty. Um, but the restrictions continued for so long in terms of entertainment, not being able to dance, not being able to have a band. So people missed out on the party essentially so I have two couples specifically booked for this year on our evening reception package so guests are arriving at seven o'clock they're getting a drink when they come in the door and we've got the DJ booked in for them in the package as well and then just a standard buffet and they'll likely have between 100 and 150 guests and Mm -hmm. again they exclusively get citations themselves for the evening so um, again it ticks a lot of boxes in terms of a drink and arrival that you don't have to add on you have your your buffet, the DJ. We also have beautiful um, LED love letters that we can include in that package as well. So um, I think that's another one that definitely couples are going down the route of having a big party. Um, which leads me on to the final package that I wanted to chat about, which <laughs> is something that is completely new to me. Um, someone who works mm-hmm. in the industry, but I see more and more of it every week is a twilight wedding package 
Um, Ooh, yeah. The sound of that. Have you heard of a Twilight <laughs> Wedding? I haven't. You are breaking the news to me today, Polly. Let's oh, hear about I love the Twilight that. package. <laughs> so, a Twilight Wedding is nothing to do with the um, Robert Pattinson film. <laughs> Just to clarify, it's not about vampires. Good to clarify. Very good. No it's, shiny vampires. No, no vampires. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not dark and kind of eerie like that. A Twilight Wedding is a late wedding, so it's essentially mm-hmm. you're supposed to get married at twilight um ah. but i would say that it's quite commonly anything between four and seven p.m would be a twilight ceremony mm-hmm. so the idea is your guests turn up you have a full ceremony set up as you normally would do um at a full day wedding um the traditions are still the same in terms of the groom turns up a bit earlier your celebrant arrives bride arrives before the ceremony walks down the aisle you have your ceremony um and then after you essentially cut out the meal, you cut out the speeches, um, you cut okay. out the hanging about for an hour and a half, which is generally the selling point of people for the Twilight Wedding, and you pretty yeah. much go straight into your evening reception. So the idea, ah. yeah, so the idea is couples that are definitely still wanting the formal ceremony, they want to wear the dress, they want to walk down the aisle, they want some pictures, but they don't want to spend too long in pictures. And then they just mm. want to get into the party and enjoy their night with their guests. Um, in terms of catering, they would have a kind of substantial buffet. Um, it's yeah. probably either hot fork or a kind of substantial finger buffet. Maybe canopies as well straight after the ceremony. But the idea is that it's a short condensed day and your guests kind mm. of essentially turn up at six, seven o'clock. Um, for us, it's definitely, you know, towards the end of last year, it was definitely an inquiry that I saw more and more of. I'm not sure who's responsible for this saga. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, I would say I definitely get five to ten inquiries about a Twilight Wedding every month um, in 2024, which is really interesting. It really is. And I suppose it also leaves room for people that maybe have they want to do something just them during the day or just family or mm-hmm. actually be able to get ready during the day without the stress of needing to get ready in the morning or yep. it seems like quite a relaxed way to have both the traditional ceremony or the traditional way to do a wedding and have fun as well a bit a bit more of a modernized and maybe what makes me think of is being in a really busy culture that we are being in the cities is you don't know how many people might have to still work during the day. Maybe they can't take the day off. Exactly. But they can still have a nice big wedding in the afternoon, in the evening, really. Exactly. So it really is quite versatile. Absolutely. And I think for people that are looking for a twilight wedding, city venues are definitely the winner. Um, because like yeah. you said, easy to access don't have to travel for hours after you've worked um you know taxis are on your doorsteps trains are on your doorsteps or you can stay overnight um at a local hotel and you're you're essentially cutting out the things i find some couples don't want to do so Mm. it's more and more common that people are like we're actually not going to do speeches because that's the part of a wedding that we hate we hate sitting listening to people talking and rambling on so we're not going to (laughs) bother in terms of a three course <laughs> meal, some people are like, we just don't, you know, we don't really enjoy food at a wedding. So we just want to go straight into yeah. the party. Um, and the hanging about period as well. So that hour and a half where the ceremony's finished, bride and groom are off for pictures, they're getting group shots. 
Um, the venue's getting turned around for dinner. People are always commenting on how they hate that part of the day. So some people decide that they yeah. want to, they just want to take that out. Taking that out definitely changes things in terms of you can't expect to go off with a photographer and get 30 group shots because there's not enough time for that. Yeah. So there's give and take. And I always kind of chat through couples when they come up, you know, they think, oh, we've heard of this Twilight Wedding. We're really interested in hearing more about it. I think it's important for me during a show round to discuss how that works in terms of their day and how that mm. flows. So, yeah, you're going to save a bit of money and you're going to save a bit of time. You're not going to be up at six mm. in the morning getting your hair and makeup done and your guests are not coming <laughs> for, you know, an eight hour shift. However, there's things that you're going to sacrifice in booking a Twilight yeah. wedding. So, but I, I honestly think it's, it's definitely the biggest trend so far that I've saw of 2024. And you know what? It's quite fun as well hearing about how you explained the, or the personality of the venue being in the city. It kind of gives me that, New York, young, trendy, person always on the go, that kind of vibe. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would love to be trendy, living in New York, always on the, always on the go. Um, but yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean. It's, it's just a different, I think for, it's just a different, it's a different day for couples. Um, it's not yeah. fussy, it's fun, it's unique. Anything could happen when you go out on the street for your yeah. pictures, anything could happen. Um, quite often there's like an Uber Eats you know cyclist that drives by you and it actually makes a really funny shot <laughs> um, I've had couples at my previous venue who walked down Ashton Lane they went into a bar and had Jaeger bombs together there's so many opportunities to like do things yeah. another popular one is you know finding a nice cream van well maybe not it's still really cold outside just now isn't it but finding an ice cream van that's you know in the city center and go and have an ice cream together um and the photography yeah. for that's fantastic so there's so many opportunities and I think you need to go in with the mindset of who knows what we're going to see while we go a walk with our photographer in the city center <laughs> of course yeah now the other trend <clears throat> that's coming up a lot more is having pets at your wedding yeah. And you guys allow that, don't you? We do. Citation is completely dog friendly, which I absolutely love. Um, I get really excited when couples tell me they're going to have their dog at their wedding. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Just for mostly for <laughs> selfish reasons, because I just love dogs. Um, but I think that it's important to chat through the logistics of having a dog at a wedding. So we, you know, yeah. who doesn't love a dog? I judge anyone who doesn't love a dog. Um, but <laughs> So your guests I would agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. So your your guests are gonna be, you know, excited. Your um dog is gonna be excited. You know, there's gonna be fifty to hundred people there that are just gonna, you know, swarm to the dog when it arrives. That can be overwhelming for a dog, it can be challenging, mm. um, it can be overwhelming for you as well. Um, so I think talking through the logistics of um, making a plan for your dog on the day is so important. So commonly, couples want a dog to attend the ceremony, be a ring bearer, which is so cute. Mm -hmm. um, but I always say, you know, we need to have a plan for that. So let's bring the dog into the venue just before the ceremony so that there's not that 45-minute window of people kind of getting it all kind of riled up. Um, let's have the dog with someone in particular. So let's have a, a doggy companion for the day um, who the dog mm -hmm. is just simply with. And um, let's make sure there's a plan for if the dog gets upset or, you know, starts barking during the ceremony. Let's let's discuss that and how we're going to deal with that on the day. 
And then I think an important thing is what happens after. So I always say to couples, you know, a wedding day will fly in for you. You've got so many people to talk to. You've got so many things to think about. You're not going to spend a lot of time with your dog. So after the Mm. ceremony, make a plan to go somewhere nice with you, the photographer and the dog, get some gorgeous pictures and then have the dog taken away by a doggy daycare person or, you know, whoever's looking after the dog for the rest of the day and let the dog go and be spoiled by a human. Yeah. (laughs) Because otherwise, (laughs) otherwise you're going to be, you know, where's the dog and looking for the dog and, oh, the dog's anxious and has it had anything to eat? Has it had a drink? And Mm. and I just think it's not the right setting for a wedding. Um, So absolutely have your dog. They're more than welcome in citation, but have a think about the logistics of it. Um, But they make for fantastic photography and let's be honest more more and more people's dogs are their babies <laughs> um and they yes. can't ima- <laughs> they can't imagine you know they've got guests on their list that they don't want to invite so they can't imagine not having <laughs> their dog there um but yeah definitely make a plan for it and consider the dogs you know the dogs um feelings and and your own as well on the day excellent now, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you was really around um, international people coming through, the people that are looking for a destination wedding. Um, Glasgow's got a major airport, which is fantastic. And so I would see a lot of people choosing to have city weddings because of easy accessibility. So what would you suggest to couples looking for a wedding in Glasgow when they're not actually from the area or even further afield in Scotland, but where Glasgow is not their central hub. <clears throat> so something I learned this year, um, which I wasn't aware of, is that Scotland is actually one of the easiest places to get married for people who are mm-hmm. eloping or traveling from the US or Australia that require v- visas to actually legally get married in the, in the UK or Europe. Scotland is the easiest place to do that. The process is the easiest one in terms of, you know, applying for your visa, applying for your marriage schedule, um, which is great because hopefully that means that mm. more and more people will consider Scotland for their wedding. Um, yeah. I think Scotland's full of culture. Um, like you said, we have so many airports that are really accessible. So Edinburgh Airport is a stone's throw away from the city centre. Um, same with the Glasgow Airport. You know, it's it's really handy. There's so many accommodation open, options, sorry, nearby. Um, and actually 75% of the buildings in Edinburgh are listed buildings. So the country is... Wow. Fu- yeah, I know, it's really interesting. The country is full of history absolutely full of history Mm. Um, and it's the same in Glasgow you know there's so many historic buildings that are now wedding venues or restaurants and bars so not only can you your guests and your friends and family come for a couple of days or a week but there's so much to see and learn about Glasgow Um, I think as well that Scottish people are friendly (laughs) do you agree I do agree. I've been here for 11, I think 12 years, coming up to 12 years. They're very friendly. So I feel like saying that as a Scottish person, it's a bit biased, isn't it? But um, I think (laughs) we are friendly. I think our wedding industry is incredible. It is like Mm. a big dysfunctional family. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) 
after the pandemic, I can't tell you how many people I got really close to were sending voice notes. Mm. You know, you're you literally became friends, and it's such a lovely industry to work in. We're there to help you. We're not going to rip you off <laughs> in terms of mm-hmm. add pound signs onto everything because you've mentioned the word wedding. I think it's a really genuine yeah. industry in Scotland. Um, we care about our culture. We care about our traditions. Um, and there's lots of really nice symbolic gestures that I see quite regularly at wedding ceremonies. So, for example, have you heard of the hand fasting before? I have, but I'm interested in things like that. But for our listeners, tell us what a hand fasting is. So the hand fasting is what's called a symbolic gesture, which is an old Celtic tradition. Um, If you've ever saw Braveheart, um, William Wallace (laughs) and Mirren do a hand fasting. So the idea is that Mm -hmm. the two tartans of the families kind of get bound together into a knot. um, And that is where the term tie the knot comes from. So... um, I've had a few couples before from the US, particularly one um, in April who were from Denver. They didn't know anything about Scottish wedding traditions, so I was able to help with that. And they, in the end, um, did a hand fasting, which was really exciting. Um, Lovely. Things like the quake, drinking from the quake as well. Can you say quake, Marlene? Quake. Yeah, that was good. Slowly getting there. That was good. 12 years, it's slowly getting there. (laughs) So again... Quake. Yeah, so again, the quake is an old Celtic cup with two handles. And again, the idea was that the two families were coming together and drinking from the same cup. So there's so many historic traditions and weddings that we still do now that are not legally binding, but they're symbolic. Um, And that's that's the kind of thing that I think appeals to, you know, people from all over the world and another great reason to come to Scotland and get married. Now, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like to bring up? No, I think I think this has been really fun for me. Um, I've loved every second of it. And I think um, just to get the word out there that Citation is mm. now an exclusive wedding and event space. And we have been for the last two years. We have more and more couples choosing to get married here every year. Um, and yeah, just getting the word out there that, you know, that's what we are. Come and see us. Pop in. There's always someone here anytime. Um, and we will likely be doing another kind of wedding showcase um, in the summer, which is exciting. Um, the idea is mm-hmm. to kind of launch the beer garden and launch the new improved balcony. So um, have a look on our social pages for that. And I'm sure your Scottish wedding will help with getting the word out there about that as well. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys are so supportive with anything we do. And I really appreciate it and love working with every single one of you. Well, it's easy to work with amazing people like you guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's it from us on Let's Talk Weddings with Your Scottish Wedding. Don't forget to listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured on next week's story, get in touch with sales at yourscottishwedding.co.uk.